Ladies and gentlemen, the recipients of the National Jefferson Award and the number one New York Times best-selling author, your host, Dave Pelzer. Hello, America and world at large. This is your host, Dave Pelzer, and as always, speaking to you in my own voice, attempting to save America and the world at large from itself, starting with me. So as always, just want to take a quick moment and thank you so much for you to take the time from your very, very busy life with, with the children, the grown children, the kids still at home, you, you know, with a lot going on with two different now uh, mutations uh, from, from countries from abroad, trying to get your shots, trying to keep everything together for all that you do. Thank you for giving us your time. I certainly, bottom of my heart, appreciate it. I, I truly do, and I always get excited when I do a show, and I apologize. I've been extremely busy. I've been working on this project for many months, and I still have many, many months to go and with my schedule and so forth. It's a terrible excuse, but uh, I, 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 I really do look forward to, to try to give you a good show, always. So thank you for taking the time to listen. And we have, by the way, as a side note before we begin here, I really think we have s such an amazing uh, uh, f folks that listen, just the nicest folks, I don't like to say the words fans or whatever, but the nicest folks that give us their valuable time. We have our gal pal from down, down under, Miss Cheryl in New Zealand, sends us a, 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 an email, a text every once in a while, and thank you for taking the time to join the show. We, I, I, I've gotten a few comments the last couple of weeks. I had a, the lady who does our TI work, uh, the fabulous Miss Faye, who loads the shows, and we, we edit it and so forth together. She has a lady friend who's a teacher, and she's got three kids, a nice husband. They're always working, and, and she likes to listen to the show, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say her name. <laughs> she likes to listen to the show of all things in the bathtub. She'll kick out the husband, kick out the kids, and just likes to listen to the show in the bathtub, and I just think that's great because everybody knows for personal reasons, deep-rooted reasons, I love teachers, and for those of you who don't know, might be new to the show, you know, I was rescued, uh, literally rescued uh, from, from uh, my mother, who was very, very sick, who uh, abused me at a very young age, until the age of 12, and I was rescued by teachers. And back in that day, we didn't have PCs, penal codes, to protect children, let alone those trying to protect children. So these teachers risked their careers and their livelihoods on me. And, and I just have always been indebted to my teachers and love educators. And I think they're just the funnest people to have a libation with. They really are. So I want to thank that lady. And we have another lady that, that uh, listens to the show uh, as she tries to go to sleep. And it just melts my heart. It really, really does. And, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll keep that in, 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 in a safe place there. But I just thank you folks so much. I, I really do. Uh, I've always said that, one, I have a face for radio. Two, I'm not the best host. Uh, I don't really even attempt to try that. But I always give you my absolute best. And, and in life, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to write down your note, uh, a note of life, here it is. Just do your best in all things. Don't try to be number one. You're not going to make it. If you do make it, Steph Curry's, the Michael Jordan's, whatever, the actors, the singers, producers, the Super Bowls, it's one in a trillion, and then you're only going to make it for just a teeny tiny bit, a, a grain of sand in your life. And for some people, when they don't make it, they, they get upset, and, you know, they just go down that, 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 that well of despair. But, however, in all things, if you just give it your best, give it your best when it comes to working out or, or your spiritual life, or in relationships, or raising your kids, or working in your careers, or whatever it is you do, just give these things your best, and you'll be way ahead of that curve. That that is the secret of my success. <laughs> Thank you very much. Seriously, is 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 as I'm not the best, but I just try to give things my very very best. So again, thank you so much. A little long-winded there for I haven't heard from you folks in a while, and you haven't heard from me, so it's good to be back. So the first question we ask in every show, ladies and gentlemen is how are you doing, which is really the premise of the show here in a few seconds, but we always want to check in. We check in with ourselves. 
You know, it's amazing, ladies and gentlemen, um, and this is important, is, is, is if the car is broken, we, we take it to a mechanic. Teeth need to be cleaned once or twice a year. Uh, at a certain age, you get checked out. You get physicals and so forth. You know, we always kind of check in. But are you, are you checking in with yourself on your mental health? Because of COVID and, 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 and being constrained or, you know, uh, uh, self-shelter in place and, 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 and wanting to go out and can a lot of frustration. I am frustrated because I just learned once again my James Bond film has been pushed back another six months. But what I'm trying to convey in a serious manner is, you know, do, do some mental checkups with yourself. You know, are you sleeping okay? Are you, are you getting frustrated, which is normal? Uh, are you getting triggered, which is the premise of this show? Uh, how are you doing? Because you can't take care of your family or friends or responsibilities if you don't take care of yourself first. So just, just look at yourself maybe a couple times a week. Take that deep breath. Sit down, relax, and check in. Because as we say in the show, and I love this saying, with all that you do, please take care of you. That's important. Which, of course, leads me to the topic of the show. Now, this show is going to be a little bit different. This one, we're really going to look in that mirror and look at the lines in our face or maybe grab our waistband, waistband where we don't want to. Ugh. But we really, this is a show of self-examination, this one show. And I really want you... If you're taking a walk, like our good friend Miss Terry likes to take her walkies, this is a show I want you to really, if you can, sit down, have a cup of coffee, maybe play the show a couple of times, go backwards and forwards. But this is an important show, ladies and gentlemen. And I've, I've kind of thought about this for a while, and I wanted to make sure that we did it basically at the right time. Now, here, here's just, just trust me, because you know I'm going to go around the horn on this. But trust me, here's a question, and I want you to be honest. Be honest with yourself. How do you feel? I want you to stop and just, just clear your mind, unclutter yourself. Maybe take a note or two because a lot, a lot of people do that. They, they, they have their kids take notes on some of these shows, which I th think is nice. But I want you to stop and think and be honest. How do you feel since Biden became president? And I know right now, oh, my God, well, what about Trump? What about this? No, stop, stop, stop. Shh, quiet. How do you feel since Biden has become, since Biden has been sworn in as president? How do you feel? Now, some of my, it's amazing, some of my friends who are pro-Trump or anti-Trump, some of my friends who are left or right or yellow or, pardon me, uh, uh, red or blue, they've all basically said the same thing. They say, wow, I can breathe easier. I have less stress. Wow. This is different. Does that make sense? And this is not about m m Mr. Trump. It, it really isn't. It's really about us and how we react to things or how we don't react to things. For me personally, I, I, I have to say this. It's, it's, it sounds weird. It's like a breath of fresh air. And it's amazing that I would ask, we'd, we'd be, I'd be talking at the fire station or talking to different friends or different people around town, and they all say the same thing. They can breathe easier, breath of fresh air, less stress in their life, or what I call white noise, needless white noise. Because Trump, as an example, Mr. Trump, the former president, I mean, in a word or two, is just, for me, exhausting. I cannot imagine working in the White House with someone like, my, like Mr. Trump. I just cannot imagine with his personality and, and, and always being in control and always being the center of attention and always being right and always wanted people to kowtow to him rather than the office of the president. I cannot imagine being a young intern, you know, a young person in their late teens, early 20s, working in that situation. I mean, that just must have been exhausting. Or to me, it's draining or just overwhelming. Because for me, again, I've said this before, and I want you to kind of process this. It's just so overwhelming because every single day, it was always something. Remember the cereals? If you're, over, if you're under 40, you don't know this thing. It's called the cereals. You, 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 it was before my time even. 
you go to the movie theater, you spend 10 cents. Back in the day, it was 10 cents. Maybe even 5 cents. I don't know. When I was a kid, I remember seeing James Bond, Live and Let Die. My foster mother gave me a buck 50. It, 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 was, it was like, I think, uh, uh, 25 cents to get in, and then you spent 75 cents on, on, on uh, 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 was it popcorn <laughs> and a soda pop. Unbelievable. But before my time, because I love movies, everybody knows that, it was the serials was you spent 10 cents on a Saturday, and they showed you these, 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 these little short vignette movies. Rocketeer Man, Rocket Man, Superman, da 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 And at the very end of that episode, uh, uh, Rocket Man was in trouble, and he's in a cave, and, 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 and a bomb's going to go off in the cave, and it's gonna, he's, he's, he's going to be trapped in the cave forever, and he's going to die. Dun, dun, dun. So until next time, come back next week to see if Rocket Man gets out of that situation. Dun, dun, dun. And Rocket Man always did. Superman always did. He's Superman. But I'm saying with Trump, it was just always something every single day. And it, caused, uh, it triggered for a lot of folks. So much unnecessary anxiety. Everybody knows, if you're an adult, and think like an adult, everybody knows the, 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 the politics of dancing, per se. You have to be a shark. You have to be semi-narcissistic. If you want that position, you you, you got to throw some chum in the water. But usually afterwards, especially after the election, everybody kisses up or, or kisses and shakes hands and wishes you the very best because it's an awesome job. You think, oh, once I get in there, I'm going to change this. I'm going to change that. But you really, it's hard because you got to get with the left. You got to get with the right. You have to find a medium. That is all. I, I don't know. I, I would never in a billion, trillion years want a job like that. I'm overwhelmed at times being a local fire captain. That's an awesome responsibility for me because I know my limitations. I'm not the best communicator. Sometimes I don't listen as well as I should. I think way too fast, too furious. And sometimes I have to learn to slow down, look at the big picture rather than running in to something. I have to ask myself, why is this on fire? Why did this catch fire? Why did this, there was a car accident. What caused the accident? Does that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? Because I have, I always tell the crew, 10 fingers and 10 toes. On good calls, we don't high five. We don't do anything until after you get back to the station. So after the vehicle is parked, battery switch off. Then you can kind of just, <sighs> does that make sense? It's overwhelming. It's just, and, 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 and for a lot of folks, the anxiety level when, when Trump was, was, was elected and Trump was sworn in, and when the matter of hours, it's just the show. The Trump show just never stopped. And again, this is not about being, I'm not saying left or right, because even my friends who love Trump are saying, wow, this is a different thing. Yeah, Biden has really, as far as I'm concerned, put a lot of thought and effort before the election. So in case, I mean, like anybody, he planned and planned and planned. So before, if he became president, let's plan this. Let's plan that. Let's do this. Let's look at that. And that's what you're supposed to do. And you're supposed to unify. And these, these between him and the vice president, my goodness, that is a hell of a path. A hell of a path. But for me, it's just, oh, my God, just less stress. Because with stress, ladies and gentlemen, we know this. On the outside, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. But maybe on the inside, we're not. Because like you and me, all of us, we internalize. We internalize. And, and, and it's amazing that every day, I just thought this hole was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it triggers people to react or react a certain way. And it's not about Trump, ladies and gentlemen. It's how we internalize stress. How we react to unnecessary stress. So, again, with Mr. Trump being gone, how are you doing? How are you now reacting to situations? It's a little bit more cleaner, clearer, less texts and tweets and twerks from Mr. Trump. I, I don't even, I, 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 this is a side note here, but I, I'm sure someone like Mr. Trump is just going crazy because he doesn't have that mouthpiece anymore. To my knowledge, he's not on social media. To my knowledge, uh, I, I haven't heard of any rallies. I thought he was going to travel the world and get people all stirred up. And as of tomorrow, February 9th here, you know, he's got that second impeachment. And, and, uh, and everybody's asking me, do you think he, that, that, that they should do this? I'm on the fence because I'd rather move forward 
and that would stop the process with the Senate and all the bills that need to be passed. We, we need to get some people some money so they can feed their kids. We need to get our schools. We, need, we, we now have a semi-national plan about wearing masks. Duh. Common sense. And they're talking about the science of the virus rather than the politics of the virus. There is a lot going on, but at the same time, I'm going, you know, no one should be allowed to do what I think Trump did. He incited a riot. One person said, well, only five people were killed. Really? Only five people were killed? That's, well, thank you. Only five people were killed. What about those two police officers that committed suicide? So filled with so much guilt and so much shame. And that thing could have been a lot worse. I'm reading more and more and more every day, and I guess I was in denial because that's how I react. When I get triggered, when I'm overwhelmed, that this thing could have been a bloodbath. Hundreds could have been killed, ladies and gentlemen. This thing could have been such a bloodbath. And I don't care who you are, whether you're the president or whatever, there's got to be accountability and responsibility. That's what I believe. So I'm to answer the question to some of these fans, I'm just on the fence with that. I want to move forward. It's just, it's just sad. But again, it's about reacting to things. You know, we, we all have, you know, we react. Sometimes we're in denial. And sometimes we don't get that medical appointment checkup that we should. We're afraid of something. We don't want to get the news if it's bad news. Call me right now. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I know what this is about. Oh, my gosh. And sometimes it's not even about that. But we all react a certain way. We all get triggered. And triggers can be good. It doesn't have to be negative. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean we, we, we forget sometimes. You know, we, we smell of coffee. Going to grandma's house. Going back to your parents' house. That's, I'll never forget as a foster child coming back from, from uh, a military leave. I'd come back to the San Francisco area, San Mateo County area. And my foster mom, Miss Turnbow, God bless her, the, the, the best cook but the worst cook. I mean, I mean, everything was bacon and sausage and cholesterol and grease sandwiches. But I'll never forget coming back into the house. I've been gone for a while. And, and smelling those, that fried egg smell with the bacon. And her, she would sit down and, and cook me a nice breakfast. And it's just, wow, that sense of longing, that sense of belonging. Triggers. Every time I, uh, my, my son, God bless him, every time we talk, every day, I send, send, me, send me some new photos of SJ. I need some more videos. Maybe three or four times a day, he'll, my son will send me photos of his son. And as soon as I see that text from my son, bam, I am just stop what I'm doing and I just smile. It can be the same type of pose. Kid's doing nothing, sitting on his butt, taking a nap, blah, blah, blah. It is, but it just, it just makes me happy. Or when I stand outside. I know the moment I open that door to look at God's creation, sunrise to sunset, or hearing those waves, those ocean waves, it just makes me exhale all my anxiety. I inhale the goodness of, of, of the gift of, of living on the sea ranch. Or, or I like it when, when, you know, imagine this. Do you remember as an adult, Remember the anticipation of someone to visit, or you're going to visit someone. A new lover, a new friend, an old friend, a family member. The anticipation, oh my God, it's three more weeks until summer vacation, two more weeks until the wedding. Uh, uh, another couple of days, and I get to be with my family, and we're going to play cards. Something so simple. Those are good triggers, and sometimes I think we forget that, you know, triggers can be a positive thing, you know? So I'm saying just kind of put that in your backpack. It doesn't have to be negative. And again, now that Mr. Trump is gone, it is less pressure. Because a lot of people are saying they're spending less time on their cell phones now because Trump is gone or Trump does not have that social media voice. Great. I remember being out with the, the lovely former Mrs. Pelzer. And we're at a nice restaurant, a very nice restaurant. And we always dressed up for a nice restaurant. And we're always pretty classy. We were a classy couple. And I remember looking behind Mrs. Pelzer, and I saw an, a little bit, a couple a little bit older than us, maybe five, ten years older than us, and they're both on their phones. 
I'm thinking, okay, this is a beautiful steakhouse, beautiful lighting, nice music in the background, service is excellent. You know, you're paying for this service. You're paying for good food. Their food is right in front of them, and they're, they're, they're beep, 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 texting on their phones, just texting away, surfing the net. I'm going, my gosh, you're spending a lot of money, and the food's getting cold. Hey, would you like anything else, Mrs. Smith? No, I'm fine. Get out of here. Mrs. Smith, would you like another glass of wine? Mm, I'm good. Get out of here. Wow. And I see that a lot. And I remember one time, several times I'd be at the airport. If there's 50 people there, uh, uh, all of them are on their phones. Checking the news or, 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 or they have so many apps and programs. Unbelievable. And I have to watch myself at times. I do. But now people, I've, I've, I've talked to people, they say they're just on their phones a little bit less. Maybe, maybe a half hour less a day. Wow, that's a lot. But triggers don't have to be bad. But I, I, I know that, that for some people, a lot, I think all of us in one way or another, particularly me, I'm going to tell you things about myself I have never revealed to anybody. Never. But I have to be honest with myself, which means I have to be honest with you. But that for, for, some, for some people, myself included, the, the triggers can be very cold, very vengeful, dark. There's, there's, I always think there's a dark heart in all of us. And this is where we kind of get to the gist of the gist. We're going to be digging in the dirt here for a few minutes. I really think studying Mr. Trump, I've read books about him. I've seen specials on him, biography, uh, discovery, people who know what they're doing, people that report facts, not altered facts, no, no, facts. I really think at the end of the day for Mr. Trump, and this doesn't make him bad, but I like to understand how cancers are formed, why people react or don't react in certain ways, whether they're good, successful people, and anybody that's a success, they've, they've got issues. Robin Williams, the funniest guy in the world, very dark, very dark, always chasing, always running. God bless him. People in, in business, uh, look at Mickey D's. The, the person that you think originated Mickey D's was not that person. It was the brothers years ago who worked with this guy. And this guy just basically stole the idea. We know that. Politics. Oh, this person's great. This person's this. This person's not so great. You know, everybody's got their yin and yang, for goodness sakes. I consider myself a super nice guy. I want to be a nice guy. But I know I, I have at times a very dark heart and I think for someone like Trump I really believe it was always about chasing his father's approval wanting his daddy's approval that's why his persona the persona of Trump is always about showing strength power never backing down and he says I never apologize in his mind he is never wrong and he will push things past a limit. Do you remember when candidate Trump wasn't even uh, the primary? He wasn't even the primaries. And he said, and I'm not going to say the word. He says, uh, celebrities, something to the effect of celebrities like me can grab a girl by the blank. Ha, ha, ha. Locker room talk. I'm like, because he's a celebrity. And I'm like, oh, my God. I, 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 I remember listening to that with in front of my fire captain, female fire captain. And we were kind of eating lunch, and no one could keep their lunch down after that. I'm like, oh, my God, he did not just say that. And he didn't deny it. His thing was, well, that was just locker room talk. Men talk like that all the time. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I've been to a few locker rooms. You know, and I, I've, I've, I've had cigars with men. And uh, 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 fire, fire primarily is male-dominated. We have lots of great ladies that work there, of course. And I have never heard anybody talk in that way ever, ever. And I'm thinking, well, if, if, if Trump's a celebrity, what about the celebrity uh, of someone like Mr. George Clooney, Mr. Brad Pitt? I don't think they, as super-duper A-list celebrities, talk like that. It's just how he thinks. And it was appalling to me, but still, there, a, few, a few days later, women for Trump. I'm going, well, okay. If I was a woman, I'd be pretty, pretty, pretty upset. But that's that. 
and, and even like I can shoot I can shoot people on Fifth Avenue on New York downtown New York. No one would bother. No one would care. I can do this because I'm Trump. I'm like, why are you thinking like that, sir? But I think with Trump, it's like, it's Bruce the Shark from Jaws. It just keeps escalating. And, 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 and that's, that's, that's how some people are. I, I, had, I had a relative, ladies and gentlemen. You know, and, 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 and triggers are deep-rooted, and sometimes we can hide them. We can hide them for a while, but sooner or later, th- th- they bubble up. There, there's a saying, like in relationships, whether it's business or, or, or personal or intimate relationships, private relationships, the first 40, in personal relationships, intimate relationships, the first four to six months is, is very physical. It's new, it's adventurous, it's exciting. Yeah, this is so amazing. But you kind of, you know, you can mask a lot. You try to be on your best behavior. <laughs> uh, 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 you go to different bathrooms to do what you have to do. You put the toilet seat down. You're less flagellant, per se, <laughs> psychologically and physically. And then after a while, it's like, okay, whew, this is the real me. Because, you know, you just, you get tired. You, be, you, it's, you know, it's called dirty socks and laundry after 46 months. That's normal behavior. Because what we're trying to do, too, some people like the mask, they're deep-rooted cores, and that's normal. But I, I have a relative, or had a relative. Had a relative all his life, ever since I think he was, oh gosh, maybe 8 or 12, I'm not sure. His entire life, he wanted to be like the, 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 the James Bond, the, the, you know, Mission Impossible, Ethan Hunt type guy. He wanted to be a, 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 a you know, world globetrotter meets Lex Luthor from Superman. One of the best Les Luthers was, uh, I think, Christopher uh, Kevin Spacey. There, I think it was some film called Superman Returns, and I, I love all the Superman films. And 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 and, and Lex Luthor is 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 telling uh, uh, Lois Lane and his girlfriend his e- secret evil master plan. He's going to take over the world, basically. He's going to change the world. He's going to get more real estate. He's going to do something. And Lois Lane is like, oh my god, oh my god. And the ditzy little girlfriend's like, Lex, <laughs> Lex, you can't do that. You'll kill millions. And he just screams at her, no, I'll kill billions. And the girlfriend's like, oh, wow, you're like super evil. But my this relative wanted to be a, a, a globetrotter meets Lex Luthor meets Gordon Gecko. Do you remember Gordon Gecko from uh, Wall Street? Wall Street. It was a 1980s film. Uh, 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 with uh, uh, Michael Douglas and I think uh, uh, Charlie Sheen. And this guy was just a, 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 a Wall Street guy and just ripping people off and buying companies and breaking them down to make hundreds of millions of dollars and didn't care. Just didn't care. It's only business, man. It's only business. And the Charlie Sheen character was a, pr- a protege basically trying to like learn the business and he has to make a decision. Wow, do I, do I become a Gordon Gecko or do I do what's right? And at the end, of course, he, he had to do the right thing. But my, my, my relative was just all he wanted. All he craved for was power and money. And he wanted instantaneous respect from everybody all the time. You see the pattern here, ladies and gentlemen? With someone like Mr. Trump, he would want allegiance to him rather than allegiance to the office of the president or to the Constitution. You see, that's a big, that's a big thing. That's a big separation. And it was, it, it, it was a, with, with my relative, he would tell my brothers and I stories about all the grifts he did, grifts, cons that he did. And for him, he would tell you, I'm a liar and I'm a cheat. But he's, it's like, I remember, you know, like, okay, you admitted that you've done horrible things, but for them it was for him it was normal. He was always scheming. And the bottom line, it wasn't hard to figure out this all went back to his childhood. We've talked about this before, ladies and gentlemen, but now hopefully the pieces of the puzzle can come together. Ninety percent. 
90% of our psychological makeup is formed in the first six to eight years. How we feel about ourselves, our self-esteem, our core issues, our place in the world, how we act and react to social situations. How, how, how do we open up a door for someone? Or do we grab a woman by the blank mentality? You see the difference? And of course, if you're exposed to negativity, the more, you know, it's called 70, I think it's called 73 to 1. For every one negative children receive, they need 73, 77 positives just to break even. That's why in relationships, well, I screwed up. I told her I was sorry five times. I'm going, no, you still got to, it's going to take a couple months. It's going to take a couple months uh, to get over this one. And then by that time, you're going to screw up again. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And that's just normal. But it's, it's just sad. 90%. And, 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 and for someone like me, I mean, I've got issues that we'll talk uh, really deep about here in a second. But I remember being in front of this relative one time after my grandmother passed away, and he was just bragging about how he took advantage of people, including one of my brothers who suffers from Bell's palsy. He, he grifted my brother out of thousands of dollars. I go to the relative going, why would you do that? My, my brother suffers from Bell's palsy. He doesn't have that type of money. Well, it's his fault. What? It's his fault. He should have known that I was going to rip him off. I'm a grifter. I'm a cheater. I lie. I'm like... Oh, my God. And he was upset that people didn't see it in his light. And Trump, per se, has the same, or people like Trump and Mr. Trump have that same mechanism. And it's for me, it's, it's a deep, deep trigger. So, again, how are you doing since Trump has been out of office? Is there less white noise? You see, and now you have less stress. And then how do you deal with stress? How do you deal with your triggers? You know, I, I, I really believe it's, it's like um, when we go to a call, and, I, and I've learned this in, in, uh, you know, uh, in the military, but particularly with, with being a firefighter, and this is kind of important. It's, it's like, you know, I'll get toned out for a call. And sometimes I'm first on scene, and I have to assess it. I'm the incident commander for a little bit of time. Uh, I got resources coming in. We may have to get a chopper. We may have to do certain things. So let's say a fall victim, elderly fall victim, head bleeding. That's a serious thing for us. Because then we got to think about getting them down the stairs. Do we have a stair chair? Do we have a canvas uh, thing that's called a mega mover that we can place the person on? Uh, ambulance has to be parked a certain way. Engines have to respond a certain way. We need paramedics. We need EMTs at scene. But what we do is, and we take care of the exterior part of it. A, band a bandage and so forth. We'll get them again on the chopper. We'll get medicine in the person on their way to the hospital. Boom. But the real thing is, ladies and gentlemen, this is what's important. Important, rather, is what made them fall? What triggered that person? Does that make sense? Were they, did they, did they pass out? Uh, did they slip? What made them slip? One person said, well, I was walking down the stairs and I fell down the stairs. But what, what was going on right before you fell? Well, I had a sudden uh, uh, a pain in my left arm and my shoulder. Uh-oh, that might be cardiac. That might be cardiac arrest. We got to look into that. Some people uh, are dehydrated. Some people, they don't eat. Some people might have had a, a drink too much. And, and there's no judgment. You know, and, 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 and like, oh, I had three glasses of wine. Is that normal for you? Well, no, it's not. Or sometimes they're meds. They forget to take their meds or they, 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 they overdose accidentally. You see, you have to look at what makes you triggered, what makes you react the way you do. I'll say it again. When I go outside, I exhale. You know why? Because I'm outside. I'm not in a basement. I can feel the warmth of the sun. I can, I can see and feel the spray of the ocean, those tiny micro uh, uh, dots of water, of mist. I, 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 I love to listen to music. I love the smell of, of, of fresh ground coffee. I try to surround myself with so many positive triggers. It just makes my life a little bit better. Why? I lived, I got, there was an argument one time, uh, not an argument, but I was with a lady and go to the bedroom and it's dark as can be. 
dark as can be. I'm like, well, can we can we open up a, <laughs> a little little drapes here? No. Well, can we can we open up a window? No. And 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 the lady snapped at me, and, and she wasn't being bad. She says, what? Why? Because again, women like their privacy. I understand it, and particularly some people, they have to have it completely dark so they can sleep. I understand that. And why do you want it? Or what, what, what's wrong, Dave? What's wrong? I said, well, I lived in a basement. And I couldn't believe I said that. I wasn't trying to be snarky. I wasn't trying to be sarcastic. I was not trying to, to have an argument or a disagreement. But it's amazing. That's called a Freudian slip. I lived in a basement. It's just, it's just why? It's like, again, why do you fail? There's something there. Why do you have a pattern of failure or a pattern of, of being antagonistic? And it's basically because it triggers. And, 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 and people are nice to me. People are extremely nice to me. Oh, Dave, you're a nice guy. Oh, Dave, you're so kind. Oh, Dave, you're so polite. I'm going, well, I work on that, and it's a pattern, and it's true. I mean, uh, it's what you see is what you get. Oh, Dave, you speak too fast. I know, but this is how I am. Thank you very much. But I know for a fact that I, I, I do at times have a very, very dark heart. I, I, I think my trigger, my biggest trigger is when, when I feel like I'm invisible, I don't exist, or whatever I do for, for, for some people, it's just not only expected, there's, I, I do not feel a, a sense of appreciation. Even though someone might say, okay, yeah, thanks, thanks, appreciate, okay, thanks, see you later. I don't feel that wow sometimes and that 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 is and and, and and that's 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 i think my biggest darkest trigger and sometimes i'm i'm not the person i want to be it doesn't happen a lot and i'm trying to really look at things as i grow older so i can prevent things less negativity in my life or less rocks in my psychological backpack and for me it's 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 like you know i when i feel i'm unduly treated or or just yelled at when I know I shouldn't be yelled at for something. It should be something more positive. But that's just me. And that's because, again, as a child, I lived in the basement. The treatment started around the age of four. And little by little by little, you know, I was tar it's called target child selection. I was selected out of, out of the three of us to, to be abused for whatever reason or excuse. And it got to be so insane my mother would yell at my brothers, don't you act like the boy does, otherwise I'll treat you like the boy. Okay. It got to the point, hey, dude, love you, but better you than me. Sorry, dude, can't help you. That I became the, the family slave. I was not allowed to have any communication, any contact with my brothers or even my father. It would come home from a shift, a 24-hour shift as a firefighter who saves kids from burning buildings. He wasn't even allowed to look at me or talk to me. And yet, I was good enough to be the slave. I was good enough to, 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 to clean the toilets, scour the, sh the shower with Comet, uh, throw in the bathroom with ammonia and Clorox, which can kill you, swallow ammonia in front of my father, uh, do, do the dinner dishes, yet sleep on an army cot in the bottom of the basement. And it really got to me toward the end, before, right before I was rescued, because my parents separated. I wasn't sleeping. The pattern there was a powder keg. Because I was, because, I'm trying to say this, because I felt my mom was going to kill me. And I had nothing to lose. I was not getting any sleep, wasn't resting at all. My parents had separated. And I just remember looking at her one time when she was choking me. And I looked right in her eyes, which is the biggest sin that I can do. I was like, just do it. Just end this, end this, end this. I just wanted her to feel my pain. All the pain she's given me, the humiliation of over eight years in public and private. Everybody knew about this. That's the sad part. Collateral damage. It wasn't just a relationship between mother and myself, but my siblings. They had to duck and hide. T-Rex mom might ex eat them next or explode upon them next, drop a bomb. My father just wanted to relax. For God's sakes, he was a very gentle person, but man, this thing was a slow creeper. It was a slow cancer. And me, I just wanted to exist. I was good enough to be the slave, but not good enough to eat your leftovers. 
And, 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 and it, for me, it became a coping mechanism. I had to shut down. I built this wall around me, and it's, um, I, I, I still cannot explain it. Not even a blink of an eye. Not, 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 not even a, a, a little jump in my, my pulse or, my, or my, my blood pressure. I would just, within a nano of a nanosecond, flip that switch, and nothing would get to me. It was not really the physical abuse, ladies and gentlemen, for me. It was the words. I wish you were dead. I wish I never gave birth to you. You have no idea the humiliation you caused in this family, blah, 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 over and over. And after years and years and years, again, the first eight years, I kind of believed it. I knew deep down inside I was a good kid. I didn't understand the sickness, alcoholism, or that my mother was abused by her psycho, or her psycho mom, my grandmother. But I had to survive. It was a coping mechanism. And of course, after all these years of going through all this toward behavior, when I was finally rescued in place in foster care, that was not easy. I didn't speak the language. I didn't speak at all. I would mumble things. I would stutter, hunched over horribly, no hygiene, horrible dresser. And of course, it, back in the day, you were bullied as a teenager. I was bullied and beat up all the time. And I would just shut down. I was teased because I was different. What I had going for me, though, on the inside, I was Superman. I was strong. I was Clark Kent. I would just work because I knew at age 18 you'd be kicked out. I didn't want to be homeless like my father was. So I would work, work, work 40 hours a week in junior high, 60 to 90 hours a week in high school. That was my normal. That was my mechanism. Now, I've never said this before, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm ashamed. I don't think my own son knows this, and I, 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 don't, I don't think anybody knows this. When I say I'm the luckiest person I know, I'm damn lucky. My military career, I'm damn lucky to have that. I almost got kicked out of basic training at the very end, the last day. I've never told this before to anybody, ladies and gentlemen. Because I was different, uh, I would stay behind when th they had a weekend pass, and I would fix my uniforms or study, study, study. I didn't want to spend money because I was always hoarding money, duh. And I didn't have coordination, so I had a hard time going left, 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 right, left, turn to the right, front line dress. I mean, I, I was just, I, 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 I had limited motor skills. So in our squad, I was always the guy that you see like in Full Metal Jacket, the guy that's always screwing up. And my, okay, drop, drop and give us 20. Pelzer, Airman Pelzer screwing up. And the, the kids obviously didn't like me. And I got beat up and bullied by them. There was like, a, 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 we were supposed to do a boxing match at the very end of basic training. This one big guy was going to beat me up. The drill instructor found out about it, yelled at both of us, stuff like that, and I just bored right through him. I don't mind being yelled at. I can switch that off, please. But it was, to me, it was unjust. I'm going, no, I'm the good guy here. I didn't start this. I didn't want this. I'm the guy that stays behind and scrubs the toilets when everybody else is going out and having a good time. I study at 3 o'clock in the morning. Learning how to salute. And I polished my boots really hard, Sarge. I They almost kicked Airman Pelzer. Am I getting through to you? Airman Pelzer, are you there? Are you there? Do you want me to throw you out? He was going to throw me out. Not to recycle in, in, in another basic, which is what, six, nine weeks? But kicked me out. And I needed that gig. A foster kid, high school dropout, they didn't want me. I had to crawl on glass. And I was for was one, maybe five seconds, 20 seconds, I just put up my stupid little wall, and I shut him down. I really wish his name was Sergeant Platt, P-L-A-T-T, -T, really nice guy. And he gave me another chance, and he kind of told me, so son, you got to work on this. this. This is an issue. And of course, me being me, man, I just bored right through years later. Years later, I mean, I'm a swamp cook in Florida. If you wrote bad checks, if you beat up your spouse, uh, 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 right before they, 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 they kicked you out, you're, it's like the movie Papillon, the swamps of Florida. I went through that. That was my first gig. That's the best job I got. And, and then I f slowly got into the training part of the squadron so I can go to college and do uh, algebra, basic algebra, and so forth, and I wanted to get myself a slot as an air crew member. The arrogance. 
an air crew member slot, a high school dropout, a swamp cook. Went to jump school. I thought that would help my resume. Found out, again, lack of motor skills. Almost got kicked out of there. Not because of my attitude. I was just a clunky, fumbling, stumbling kid. But I graduated. I got my jumps and did okay. I didn't kill myself or anybody in the process. But I almost got kicked out of flight school. I've never said this to anybody. Here's as a child in foster care, I would read on the SR-71, XB-70, Chuck Yeager Adventures, P-38s, World War II planes, jet aircraft. And again, the spy ship, the, the, the Star Wars spy ship, the SR-71 Blackbird, the most top secret weapon system we had at that time. Mach 3.5, faster than a speeding bullet. I got a slot for that. I pestered this one guy so much. All right, all right, all right. If you pass flight training, you got the gig, Pelzer. Leave me alone. And I was doing well. I studied my flight pumps, 20 to 30 pounds of flight pumps. I studied them, EPs, emergency procedures. I had more simulator time than anybody. I'd go in and behind the front of my, uh, my uh, I was supposed to have a slot at 11, I'd be there at 10. Supposed to be done at 12, I'd be there at 2. I did well, but one flight, there was just a lot of problems. I couldn't do the mid-air refueling as I was supposed to. I had a different instructor who didn't know me very well. My first instructor was uh, Mr. Chuck Wilson. Chuck Wilson, small little guy, <laughs> five foot two, five foot one. And, and he, he, he got used to me very quickly. You know, my sp speech patterns. He told me to slow down to pronounce it. Ask me three, two, clear to the contact position. Forward, 20. Forward, 10. Aspen, contact. Offloading fuel. Little things like that to pronounce it clearly. You know, like you're doing a radio job. Obviously, it's not working for me now. And though there's a new instructor. Chuck wasn't available. And he just ripped into me. And I just shut down. They actually had a little board meeting with Chuck there and a couple other flight instructors, for goodness sakes. And it got to the point, Pelzer, do you want this job? Do you not want this job? This, was the, this, this is or was the most prestigious job in the enlisted Air Force, ladies and gentlemen. At one time, it was an officer's job. Mid-air refueling is crazy cool. You get to wear a flight uniform, you're enlisted, and me being with the SR-71 Blackbird, woohoo! And I just shut down. Chuck pulled me aside. Pelzer, what the hell are you doing, boy? He read my, my bio, my reports. Okay, you went from swamp cook to this. You went to jump school, almost got kicked out of that. You got a little attitude problem. You're antisocial. You really want to, to stare down this master sergeant who's got a good 10, 15 years of flight experience, and you've got maybe, what, four weeks, Sergeant Pelzer? Really? To get it together. I almost lost a gig. Unbel because I wanted him. This sounds terrible. I wanted that sergeant who really, he messed up. It wasn't me. I was doing everything I was supposed to do. He turned his back. He didn't see what he thought he saw. And he just ripped into me in front of my crew. I wanted him to feel my pain for five seconds. That humiliation for five seconds. That's what I wanted my brothers to feel. When I was in the bottom of the basement, and after my parents separated, they used to beat me up. My mother told them, well, the reason why your father's not here is because of it. It's so terrible. It's so bad. Your father had to flee. My brothers knew that was a lie, but still, man, they, they were frustrated. They used to beat me up, kick me around like a soccer ball. I didn't fight back. I wanted my brothers to feel that humiliation, that pain. I wanted the bullies in high school and junior high to feel that pain. I didn't do anything wrong. I couldn't help it. That I stuttered. Or I didn't have nice fancy clothes or markers or backpacks like these other kids had. I thought, hey, man. You know, or I remember one time, and I, th I don't think I've told this story, but I remember writing about it, and uh, a child called it. Things were so bad for me before I was rescued in the fifth grade. I hated Fridays. I just hated Fridays. Kids love Fridays because they get to go home and play and have the whole weekend. Fridays were bad for me because I'd be there outside in the wintertime. What was the coldest winter I ever spent was in the summer of San Francisco. Well, winters in San Francisco are really, really cold and chilly. And I'd had to sit on top of my hands on the cement uh, block. And I can hear on the inside my mother watching TV or her shows and my brother's eating. And I can smell whatever they're eating from the outside. And I, I was lucky before mother blacked out, if she would mind, 
she'd yell, okay, get your ass inside now. And I'd set up my little cot in the dark, and I'd get these rags and put them in my, between my legs or between my arms or make a tent. But I just wanted my brothers to feel that humiliation, you know, because it, it, it was so obvious to me. But that was just, that was one of my things. I just, I, 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 I've, I've, I've always had that. And I'm so ashamed about that. It's no one's fault. That's my issue. And, and, and here I was going to try to go up against, uh, you know, I almost got flight school. Now, thank goodness these other people were kind to me and said, hey, Pelzer, you know, this is not your normal behavior. You better get a handle on this. And, and, and again, I really like being a nice person, folks. Because the older I get, I know how damn lucky I am. And you know on this show I don't swear that much because, you know, we have the children's. But I'll say that again. I know how damn lucky I am. I am 60. Walking this earth for six decades. And some of the things I see, you know, it just, it's, it, I shake my head and I go, we should be better. We should do better. We should do better. We should be better. We, we should help each other out. We should be kind. We should be appreciative. Let's move forward. That's why I like those the Super Bowl was yesterday, and you have some of these commercials about being together, moving forward together, whether it's Bruce Springsteen or whether it's a car commercial or something, you know, we can be better. And I know I can be better. I love doing good deeds. I love to make people laugh. And I know at times I'm just not in my best behavior. And that's, that's it's really, what's really sad is with all my training and all my experiences and all my blessings upon blessings, that, again, sometimes when I get triggered, I shut down and I radiate pain. I don't mean to. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, I failed in my relationships. Because to me, it's like I want you to feel the pain you have given me, the humiliation or the unappreciated feelings you're giving me, uh, 10, 10, 10% for 10 seconds. Now, for me, it's just like, boop, touching you with a, with my finger for just a little bit. But to them, it's like a thermonuclear blast. Like, oh my God, why are you doing this? And it's hard for me to communicate that because I shut down and it might take me days and days and days to finally slowly open up. And that's my fault. You know, it's, it's amazing. You know, and I, I remember one time a foster kid came up to me and said, I hate my parents and I hate my siblings. And I hate my teachers. Hey, granny. Hate my neighbors. Hate those in church. I hate everybody. Blah, 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 blah. They can all go to heck. I'm going, son, who's the common denominator here? What? Yeah, who's the common denominator? And I guess when it comes to some relationships, business and personal, it's been me. I don't mean to. But I have to watch my triggers. All I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, all I'm trying to get to is this. You know, be aware of your actions and your reactions, or even some of your inactions. You know, we always, and I'm doing it too. I'm doing a pre, a pre rather spring cleaning. I'm doing a massive, pardon me, a massive spring cleaning like never before. Looking at things, I haven't worn this in a while. I can give this away, and other people can use it right now. Uh, I have two coffee makers. I don't need this one. Just give it away. Make someone happy. Moving things around, boxing up stuff, giving things away. I did something last week I'm so proud of. I, I, I helped a few people out. I knew they weren't doing well, and I did something to help some good folks out. And they said, is this from the fire department? What's your name? And I no, I said, no, it's from the fire department, and you don't need to know my name. We're just doing something nice because it needs to be done. All I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, is maybe right now this is a good time to do some spring cleaning. Some psychological spring cleaning. Again, if the car is broken, we take it to a mechanic. You got an abscess tooth, you, you go to the dentist and they remove it and, you know, take care of things. You're not feeling too well, you get a checkup. Uh-oh, Internet's broken, you get a new router. I'm just saying psychologically, this might be a good time for spring cleaning because now we have a new per se president. I think that's the perfect time to spring clean. Psychologically, you have a new administration. It's a new gig. It's a new whatever. Same thing. We, we did the same thing when Obama was elected. 
Same thing when President Reagan was elected, whether it was Clinton or Bush or whoever. You know, it gives you a, a breath of fresh air. You can look at things differently, hopefully less stress. That does not saying that Biden's going to have a bumpy road. He's going to have a bumpy road. Harris is going to have a bumpy road. That's their job. You wanted it, you got it. I'm just saying take inventory. Spring cleans. Fix. Let's look at that marriage. I talked to a young man a few days ago, not doing well in his marriage. Not doing well. Gave this person some hopefully some good counseling tips. And I always tell them the truth. Don't end up like me. You don't want to end up like me. Don't show your spouse. I'm going to show that spouse a thing or two. I'm going to make them feel my pain. I'm going to yell at them. Or I'm going to shut down. Really? Who are you really kidding? So let's do some psychological spring cleaning with yourself. Everything starts with you. With your relationships. Maybe with your career. Your family and friends. And give yourself, here's what you need to do, ladies and gentlemen. And this is kind of hard. Give yourself permission. Give yourself absolute permission to dig in that well. Dig in that well of your past and ask yourself, why am I acting in this way? Key word in that. Write that down. Circle it, please. Why are you acting in this manner? Because that's most likely not the real you. The real you is probably a great person. If you listen to the show, you're a good person. You listen to the show, you're pretty astute. You listen to this show, you probably want to go out there and open up a door for someone or buy someone a happy meal or get on that phone. Don't text, don't tweet. Get on the phone and call someone and build that, make that fence. Build that bridge. If you listen to the show, you're probably a pretty darn good person. But sometimes we act. And if we don't catch ourselves, our acts overtake us. My relative forgot he was acting because of his past. It wasn't easy for him. And the acting became a persona that he became basically obsessed and consumed in. And it didn't end well for him or his family. It's very, very sad. Sometimes what triggers with our lives, with problems, we have a tendency to look at situations for what they are rather than what they were. Please write that down. Sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to a bad situation, whether it's a divorce or whether someone took advantage of you on your career path or, God forbid, you were violated and, God forbid, you were abused, when it comes to triggers, Sometimes we have a tendency to look at them for what they are rather than what they were. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I no longer live in a basement. Ladies and gentlemen, my higher power, my G. Diddy, my God has blessed me to see oceans, a beach, to see beautiful landscape, to listen to beautiful music, to every once in a while play piano, to see my little SJ, my little grandson, Laugh and play. He's, 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 he's walking and talking, and his motor skills are just amazing. I try to fill my life with positive triggers. That's all I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen. If you survived something, you survived for a reason. You survived to be happy. You deserve to be happy. And with every day that we live, every breath that we take, there's always a chance to change things, to make things better. That's why I say surround yourself with positive triggers. Take inventory, spring cleaning, and do better. That's all, ladies and gentlemen. I think as adults, though, we have the option. We always have that option of dialing down that white noise, putting away that cell phone. Just watch a few minutes of the news. And sometimes, you know what we're doing for really protecting us from ourselves. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. And I know it's a pretty serious show, and hopefully I wasn't rambling too much. But I think this is a show you're going to have to listen to again and take good notes. But with that, let's kind of wrap things up. As always, we want to thank our good friend, Mr. Pat Matheny, the Pat Matheny Group, 
and Matheny Management Services for allowing us to, uh, to, to use their beautiful music. I always recommend, please, go to Mr. Matheny's website. He's got a beautiful audio library. You can download some great tunes. You want to talk about a man? Oh, my goodness. Romantic? That, that, that's Mr. Matheny. So, again, thanks for giving us a lesson or giving us a listen. And always remember, ladies and gentlemen, always remember this. In the course of a life, one never knows what events may transpire. And that I want you to always keep the faith in yourself. Keep the faith in yourself and your mission and your duty. Your duty to yourself, your duty and your mission to your family, your friends, and your community. Have faith. When things are going bad, just take a deep breath because you never know what the tide's going to bring in the next day. And as always, as a good Samaritan, as one of a, 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 a children from a higher power, whatever your higher power may or may not be, I always suggest that you do as much as you can for as long as you can for as many as you can. So this is your host, Dave Pelzer, speaking to you in my own voice, saving America and the world at large from itself, starting with me. So until next time, my friends, take good care. And as always, good day, good luck, and God bless.